2: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy for Monday, May 14th. Coming up this hour, 69 years after Israel declared Jerusalem as its capital, the U.S. formally opened its embassy in the city this afternoon. David Ackman, the award-winning print and broadcast journalist, is our guest. At 435, we talk about a new documentary, The Road to Dawn, Josiah Henson and the story that sparked the Civil War. Our guest is Jared Brock. Thanks for spending your time here today with us. Here are John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today. The
3: Monday edition of The Ryan Home. Kath, okay. good to see you as well. Happy uh, post-Mother's Day to you. Thank
4: you. I appreciate that, John. Thank you. You know how I celebrate a Mother's Day? Tell me. I had two. Not one, but two. Vacuums break.
3: <laughs> I... I, I... Why were you vacuuming on Mother's well, Day?
4: Well, you know, it's one of those things. I came home from church, and my my two cats, who I love so much, mm-hmm. had been in a tussle. You know how the cats do. But it's also time for – you know it's getting warmer, and so they're shedding. And so it was like a, there was cat fur on my carpet, and I cannot stand that. Yeah. I can't stand it. So I yeah. just got the vacuum out. I thought, you know what? I had these nice presents from my daughter and my husband. And yeah, I fairness. said, you know what? Before we do the party thing, can I just like vacuum this up pretty quickly? quickly? My daughter said, no, no, I'll vacuum for you. And I said – great she pulled that out turned it on and you know that smell mm. the like burning vacuum smell it's a lovely smell right uh-huh. so uh so i we opened that up with the uh, screwdriver realized that we'd blown that vacuum yeah. and then i said you know let's just run up to the attic and get the other vacuum because I, I really need to get the stuff off the carpet came down and i'm not i'm telling you that thing wasn't on 10 seconds before the belt blew <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's the Mother's Day timing of the vacuum cleaners. So, did you go out and buy yourself a new vacuum cleaner? I uh, last Day? night on
4: Amazon. I sure did. Did you? though? Yes, I did. Before I went to sleep at eleven o'clock, I thought, you know what? Before I close my eyes, I'm going to buy myself a vacuum.
3: <laughs> oh, you're because I can't
4: stand this thing. You're without a, good a housekeeper. Vacuum. I can't stand it. Hey, I have something amazing to say. What was that? Happy birthday to my father
3: today. Today's your father's birthday. Stan's
4: birthday. Hey, Woo-hoo! happy yes, birthday! Yes, it is. Stanley. Stan's birthday today. Very
3: nice. Yep. Very nice. Celebrating it by doing celebrating
4: what? it by having some dental surgery. Oh, who
3: mm-hmm. who doesn't want to do that I, on their birthday?
4: I, I feel like when it is your birthday, you want to schedule it for them. Sure. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Little suffering goes yeah. along with mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I, I, you can imagine that was not planned. <laughs>
3: That's rough. So we'll stand, I, I, I hope he gets like, a shot of Novocaine and some cake later on. Yeah,
4: I feel like we need, we're need. just going to scrap it today and just push it forward a couple of days until the, the tooth situation has calmed down. Okay. Well, we want to we acknowledge really a, it here, we, though. We do want to acknowledge it the here. The
3: official entrance of Stanley yes. Bletchard into the world. Exactly. Polish wonder. Very nice. That's exactly right. Excellent. Hey, uh, okay, so this is a historic day. We're going yeah, we to talk about that in detail a little later on. But uh, yesterday, I mean, how about this... Uh, I think about this often. I, we've talked about this, about your safety in church and how vulnerable you are, right? I mean, it's one of the most vulnerable times of your life when your head is bowed, when you're worshiping with other people on a Sunday morning. Well, yesterday in Indonesia, this is a new low for the Islamic State, the uh, the terrorist, ISIS, that um, a mother, a father, and their four children all armed with bombs, went into various churches throughout the second largest city in Indonesia and blew up churches, four different churches. This is so... It's unthinkable. heinous, isn't it? A family of six. I'm sorry. Sons, 18 and 16. Daughters, 12 and nine. And a mother and father. went into these uh, different churches, and they, a Pentecostal church, a Catholic church, a non-denominational church, where Christians were targeted in Indonesia. The father drove a a bomb-laden car into the Pentecostal church. The mother and her two daughters, who had explosives strapped to their waist, attacked the Christian church uh, of the town, which I I will not even bother to try to pronounce. And then the two sons, they drove motorcycles down the middle aisle of a church and then detonated bombs in there. What happens to a family like that? Who's... The father and the mother are driving this crazy ideology into these poor kids. Is there kids any heads.
4: information about them, about the parents?
3: No, that they said it was unexpected. They were not known to be terrorists, and uh, oh, just... the police are looking into it. But they did know that they were all of the same family.
4: Look for how, however unsafe we feel in America, in in or how we feel. Beset as Christians in America, that you know we used to have a position of prominence, and you know now you know our situation is. Sli- we are not persecuted. We are not. This is not no, persecution. Not what we way, have here that those poor people who are suffering and the, and uh, because of injuries, those who have passed away, and all mm-hmm. those who love them. Imagine what that. Chaos will be like yeah. today. I just, the horror. God, we have to pray for them.
3: The worst church bombing since the year 2000 when 15 people were killed. Uh, apparently, this is many more. At least 41 people were killed yesterday in these Mother's Day bombings in uh, the Philippines. I'm sorry, in Indonesia. Oh, it's just Surely it absolutely is. tragic. Yeah. I mean, and look today, the world is, uh, again, if, if, don't you feel as though, as anxious as we are here in the United States about terrorism, We are so incredibly fortunate to be blessed by this big, huge safety net because you look what's happening in Israel right now. It's a major historic day in Israel with the uh, American embassy opening and essentially Israel claiming their their rightful place as their capital, Mm -hmm. that Jerusalem is now the capital of Israel. Whether you want to acknowledge it or not, which a lot of the world is not going to acknowledge that, but there it is. Now, the Palestinians have been rushing the southern border of Israel and more than 50 Palestinians they're calling them martyrs. I would call them terrorists. We'll talk about that at length with uh, David Aikman and later, later on the show with Stephen Mansfield.
4: It's hard to get your head around all – and I don't know. It, sometimes I think that what we're experiencing now in the last year, two years of news, is just an onslaught of good and evil. Yeah. I, but then I think maybe it's always like this, and I'm, it's just the tyranny of
3: the current – I think probably it's the tyranny of the immediate, right? That yeah, that's the, what I mean. Is, yeah. it, is
4: it is it because it's happening now? It seems more dramatic.
3: Could be. Just I, I don't but know. But I wonder if you know if one accentuates the other, right? That because we live in this gigantic news cycle that people jump up on that, and it feels as though there's this wave after wave after wave, and it's never ending. At least in the last couple you of know, years, isn't
4: it? It isn't going back to this family in Indonesia, isn't it? interesting like for how much we try to form our children right their their character their manners their way of speaking their way of thinking all those things it is shocking that those parents were able to get all four of those kids to but now the nine-year-old and the 12-year-old are just way too young to be able to choose something like that but the 16 and 18 year old sons they're not they're not what they're not too. They're not too young to no. choose that. They chose that, but they if, agreed with that. But
3: you know, if you're brought up and groomed for that, especially if you've got a strong father who is going, you know, they look at it as a piece of military. So action is that something
4: some you do? You can't. It's not something you can spring on somebody in six months. No, I mean, no. this is what. So they've just been living with this. So this was their ideology. this was their mission for eighteen years.
3: I'm sure for a chunk of time, yeah. Whether it's you know ten oh, years, eighteen years, thinkable. five years, whatever. If that's you know your conversation as you're raising your children, I think it's fairly easy to do. Look how you influence your children.
4: So, I wonder what the place of the Indo- Indonesian government is in investigating that, figuring yeah. out exactly what you know, what kind of what kind of cells are involved. You know, what kind of ISIS cells, right? Um, and where Who the that's, father is, where right. he's connected, the exactly. mother as well,
3: right? And how you know it trickles itself down to the poor children. Mm-hmm. Uh, six children oh, and uh, more than 50, children, 50 other worshippers killed on a Mother's Day morning in Indonesia.
4: Coming up next, uh, 69 years after Israel declared Jerusalem as its capital, the U.S. formally opened its embassies in the city this afternoon. We'll talk to Dr. David Aikman, award-winning print and broadcast journalist, next.
5: WORD.
1: Most of us, when going through difficult times, can feel like we're the only ones in the world who have ever suffered as much. But in reality, only a very few have suffered for Christ the way Paul did. That is, unless you've been beaten with sticks, stoned, and shipwrecked for your faith. But through all of this, Paul only grew stronger in his faith and love of Christ. Dr. J. Vernon McGee will be teaching about this great man of God from the book of 2 Corinthians this week on Through the Bible Radio. This evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD.
4: It costs about $47,000 a year to keep one person in prison. With 2.3 million inmates in the U.S., that's over $60 billion a year. And what about the cost in broken marriages and families, the wives and kids of inmates who are doing time on the outside? Thankfully, Kairos Prison Ministry is making a difference. In fact, this nonprofit, non denominational ministry has been around for nearly 40 years, training Christian men and women like you and me to proclaim the gospel to inmates and their families and to demonstrate the tangible love of Jesus Christ. And they do it all free of charge for state and federal institutions, reducing the rate of recidivism from 50 to 20%. If you've been looking to do something bold and meaningful for God, consider doing time with inmates and their families. New 25-member teams are forming now. To find out more, call 412-368-6691. Kairos Prison Ministry, 412-368-6691.
6: Commence Exxon and mobile field test. Scientists observe Subject C at station. Subject C forgot his wallet. Subject C uses the SpeedPass Plus app to pay for gas and earn rewards with the tap of a button. Subject C is a cool guy. Subject C actually looks like my cousin Carl. Subject C is my cousin Carl. Conclusion, SpeedPass Plus is the quick, fast, secure way to pay for gas, and Subject C wrecked my jet ski. Yes, you did, Carl! Exxon and Mobile. Energy lives here. Visit Exxon.com or Mobile.com for details.
4: Just Pay Half Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh's original deal site. Go to JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com to save money now on Pittsburgh restaurants, events and family fun activities. Just Pay Half has over 100 Pittsburgh restaurants offering half-price deals. Take a vacation to Myrtle Beach or Outer Banks at half-price. Get $25 worth of delicious pizza from Vichelli's for just $12.50. Kick off your spring with half-off carpet cleaning from Sears. Take a helicopter tour of the city with Stellar Copters for half price? Get all this and more at JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com
6: Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu
3: Sixty-nine years after Israel declared Jerusalem as its capital, the United States today formally opened its embassy in the city. Here to talk to us about that is David Aikman. David is an award-winning print and broadcast journalist. He's a best-selling author, foreign policy commentator, 23-year career at Time magazine. David Aikman online, davidakman.com. David, sir, welcome. How are you?
7: John, thank you very much.
4: I'm fine. David, good to hear from you. I'm so glad we were able to talk to you today as you can can analyze this for us. Okay, as of uh, 42 or 3 minutes ago, um, Wall Street Journal says that 52 protesters were killed today. um, Among them, a 12-year-old, a 14-year-old, more than 2,400 people injured in the largest single-day death toll since the Israeli army fought a conflict with Hamas back in 14. Um, Give us your... uh, your analysis of this,
5: David?
7: Well, it's a very it's a troubling uh, event. What is happening is that ordinary Palestinians are being paid, actually some people think by the Iranians indirectly, essentially to throw themselves straight at Israeli border fences and thereby actually get shot and technically become martyred. And there are about 40,000 Palestinian protesters on about eight or nine uh, spots of the border between Gaza and Israel. And this is a relentless campaign, basically, to increase the number of so-called martyrs so they can uh, demonstrate to the world how vicious the Israeli government forces are being. So it's a... It's a very finished uh, program.
3: David, this goes back, obviously, as we talked about before you coming in, decades, um, to the Truman administration, which is shocking how far back this goes. Israel declared itself a sovereign state. Finally, the United States recognizes that. Donald Trump is to be congratulated because he made a stance during his campaign that he would make this happen, that he would declare Jerusalem the center of Israel. And we know
4: that the last five presidents have also said that they were going to make it happen, but they never followed through on it, and Donald Trump has done
7: it. That's right. I mean, the point is that there have been congressional resolutions since uh, 1995 that the embassy should specifically be moved to Jerusalem, and yet the president of the day always had the option for so-called national security emergency reasons to postpone that decision if he wanted to. I see. Trump has been very courageous in not uh, going by that request to postpone it that, of course, officials have put in front of him. And he's gone forward with something he promised to do during his campaign.
3: David, I'm sure we could talk for many hours about the historical complexity of what's happened today at the uh, in, in Jerusalem in Israel. But can you go back and, and sort of sketch for people who are uninformed why the Palestinians are so enraged that Jerusalem is now the center of uh, of this of this whole well, diplomatic ruffle? Yeah.
7: Well. Palestinians claim that they have a right to have Jerusalem as the capital of a Palestinian state, because there is a reference in the Quran to the first furthest point, which the Palestinians say actually means the Al-Aqsa Mosque and the uh, the uh, the uh, the, uh, the other mosque, the Mosque of Omar, and they say that they have the right. To the land. They had the right to the capital. The fact is that when the Palestinians were offered a chance to accept a partition resolution approved of by the United Nations, which would give a Jewish state to Israel and an Arab state to the Palestinians on the advent uh, well, on the Day when the British actually left Palestine in 1948, the Palestinians completely refused to accept that offer, and they have resolutely been determined to eliminate any presence of a Jewish state at all. They were not prepared to live with a Jewish state, even if given the opportunity for their own state. They'd rather have nothing than a a binational presence in the Holy Land.
4: David, how long did you live in Jerusalem as Times correspondent?
7: I was two and a half years.
4: Okay. Um, and what years?
7: 80 to 82.
4: Okay. Can you talk about what Jerusalem was like at that point?
7: Well, yes. I mean, it was completely under the control of Israel because... Uh, the city had been captured from the Arabs, at least the Arab part of the city had been captured in 1967 in the Six-Day War. And in fact, while I was there in 1981, uh, uh, Prime Minister Begin basically signed a Knesset um, resolution annexing um, East Jerusalem as part of the State of Israel. So um, it was definitely under Israeli control, but it was a very livable city. I mean you could move with no problem at all between West Jerusalem, which was under Israeli control and predominantly occupied by Israelis, and East Jerusalem, which was of course mostly lived in by arabs and Arabs of the day at that time were not hostile to people moving into the eastern part of the city. So it was actually a very pleasant place to live in. Hmm.
4: David Aikman is with us, award-winning print and broadcast journalist, best-selling author, and foreign policy commentator. A 23-year career at Time Magazine, a portion of which he was the Jerusalem correspondent for Time Magazine. Um, give me your reflections, then, um, in all the years that have passed since then, David. I mean, are you? Tell me how you feel about this day. I mean, that that was your hometown for a long time.
7: Well, it was, and I enjoyed living in Jerusalem very much. I had Palestinian friends who lived. Uh, in Ramallah, just up the road from Jerusalem. I had, of course, a lot of Israeli friends in Jerusalem, and uh, we used to have very pleasant social times together. Now, of course, there was uh, always an inherent tension in that at that time the PLO was willing to stir up various kinds of protests against Israeli rule in the occupied uh, West Bank, which uh, was under Israeli military control at that time. So you had to be a little bit careful where you went and who you talked to. But essentially, it was a very, very pleasant place to live. The climate is absolutely wonderful. In summer, it's dry. It's cool at night, hot during the day. And, uh, you know, you you couldn't want to be in a more pleasant climate.
3: Wonderful. Now, David, we talked about this a little earlier. Most Israelis would see this relocation of the embassy as simply acknowledging that this is, you know, this is Jerusalem, that this is where uh, historically this should be that it, it should be Jerusalem, Israel's capital. But the, the Palestinians, they hope to see the eastern part of Jerusalem as their capital. And more importantly, they feel as though that the, the Americans have turned their back, that there is an impartiality now. So how can there be room for these three powers to work together peacefully? It feels as though, you know, we're, we're on Israeli side, as I believe we should be. And now the Palestinians are going to do what to create continued turmoil in the Middle East?
7: Well, the Palestinians assumed that by recognizing Jerusalem as Israel's capital, the United States was abdicating its role as a neutral observer of peace negotiations between the two sides. But in fact, it's very significant that President Trump, when he acknowledged and made his statement, saying, we recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital, and we're going to move our embassy there, he made it clear that there were no preconditions on whether or not there would be a Palestinian legal presence in any part of Jerusalem, and neither did the Israelis. So it's certainly left open whether the Palestinians might be able to establish some kind of uh, sort of capital city within the Jerusalem area just confined to Palestinians. Mm-hmm
4: so david how do you uh i mean is this a a long i mean this is a long time coming as i said at the beginning of our segment you know i've heard the audio recordings of every single american president when they were running for president saying this is something that they were going to do and of course you said they had the option of not doing it but trump is the one who has done it
3: right let's take a moment and play this is a portion of a pre-recorded video release that president trump aired today at the american embassy let's listen to this please
7: united states under president harry truman became the first nation to recognize the state of israel today we officially opened the united states embassy in jerusalem congratulations it's been a long time coming almost immediately after declaring statehood in 1948 israel designated the city of jerusalem as its capital the capital the jewish people established in ancient times so important today jerusalem is the seat of israel's government it is the home of the israeli legislature and the israeli supreme court and israel's prime minister and president
3: i mean there it is the president spells it out very clearly
7: yes it's very interesting in fact the European Union has protested against this move, but it wasn't able to make a, an official foreign policy resolution because three European member states refused to go along with that resolution. And in fact, some of them have actually recognized Jerusalem themselves as the legitimate capital of Israel. And various other countries, for example, Guatemala, Honduras, and a few others have agreed that they will send diplomats to Jerusalem as the uh, representative of uh, Israel.
4: David, who are the EU members that refused to sign a resolution?
7: Uh, Poland, I think, the Czech Republic, I think Hungary. Makes sense. Um, I'm not sure which other one. I think four specific. Okay. EU members refuse to go along with the uh, resolution condemning the move uh, 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 of the embassy to uh, Jerusalem. And
3: why does that make sense?
7: Why does it make sense? Well, it shows shows that there's a substantial portion of the European Union that is not willing to go along with this sort of predictable anti-Israeli stance that the European uh, Union has recently shown towards Israel. I mean, I thought uh, what the British Foreign Secretary Boris Johnson said today was really ridiculous, because in fact, everybody knows that Jerusalem is, for all practical purposes, the capital of Israel, because the government does its business there, the parliament is in Israel. Foreign countries have to come to Israeli ministries when they come by going to Jerusalem. So it's ridiculous to pretend that this is really an international city, um, sort of pending partition at the will of the United Nations. Mm -hmm.
4: David, I want to end where we began. You said at the very start of our conversation that, um, that there are allegations that the Palestinians that are rushing the border have been paid by Iran to throw themselves at the fence and therefore to become martyrs. Is there evidence of that, David?
7: Well, I haven't personally seen the evidence, but the um, I'm seeing reports that uh, the Israeli security um, services interviewed several of these people whom they found trying to break through the border and whom they arrested and they admitted that they had been paid by the uh, Hamas authorities and therefore indirectly by Iran to do exactly what they did. Hmm.
3: Well David I'm sure that you could uh, say this What's uh, what's happening today is just a long continuation of where we've been in the past. However, the good news is, finally, um, Israel has its rightful capital in Jerusalem. So for that, I believe that uh, I'm grateful, and I think many Christians around the world are. David, always a pleasure. We thank you so much for your time here with us.
7: Thank you very much, John and Kathy.
3: Thank you. David Aikman online at davidaikman.com. 23 years at Time Magazine, best selling author as well. Stick around; we've
5: got lots more ahead.
4: Yeah, because we got a pirate giveaway coming up next, so stay close.
5: Investment advisory services offered by Accurate Investment Solutions Inc.
8: Yeah, traffic. It is what it is.
6: Cars on the Kennedy
8: Expressway. Missed concerts, football games, lots of cold dinners, and cold shoulders from Cindy.
0: How much longer do I have to do this? Kids miss me. Cindy misses me. Our marriage missing me
9: with a financial strategy from kurt kenotic
8: there he was on the radio again kurt kenotic sooner than they planned yeah retire sooner so i called kurt we just talked about life family it felt right then come to find out kurt's personalized retirement planning showed me retirement wasn't as far off as i thought now the only thing i'm missing is the traffic
5: Do you need a financial strategy for retirement? Let's talk. Accurate Solutions Group, 412-515-3355. That's 412-515-3355. Hey,
8: everyone. This is Ed Glover from Urban Impact with today's Man Up Minute. As fathers, we need to see our children not as they are but as they can become. If we don't believe in our kids, who will? It's important that we believe in our kids and tell them that we believe in them. Have you ever noticed in the Bible that whenever God wants to do something special in a person's life, He often gives them a new name. For example, Abram became Abraham. Sarai became Sarah. Saul became Paul. God knows that a name has the power to shape your image, your character, and ultimately your destiny. That's why when God has a plan for someone and their name doesn't match His plan, He changes their name. In essence, He changes their destiny. Man, what you say to your kids has great power to shape and mold your kids' destiny. Your words have the power to bless your kids or curse them. So I encourage you to be mindful about what to say to your children and about them. They're listening, so cheer them on. I'm Ed Glover. Thanks for listening to today's Man Up Minute. For more information on our Man Up Conference on June 9th, visit us online at manuppittsburgh.org. <laughs>
10: I'm a one-trick pony, literally. I show up at kids' parties and act cute. That's pretty much it. So excuse me for being bitter when Geico says not only could we save you money on car insurance, but we do more, like give you 24-7 access online, over the phone, or even via our award-winning mobile app. Well, ooh-la-la, aren't they (laughs) multi-talented? Hey, I said organic carrots.
6: (coughs) Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu.
11: The threat of severe weather wraps up this afternoon, then showers and thunderstorms linger tonight, mostly cloudy and warm, low of 68 very warm and humid tomorrow with showers and heavy thunderstorms, mainly in the afternoon that can again bring flash flooding and damaging winds with a high of 83. A couple of showers and a thunderstorm tomorrow night, a low of 62. Then another shower or thunderstorm Wednesday, mostly cloudy with an afternoon high of 79. I'm Mackey Weather Meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM.
4: was a great weekend
3: in Pittsburgh sports. Well, it would have been better if the Pens would have been
4: playing. Well, obviously. I didn't say it was a perfect Just weekend saying. in Pittsburgh sports. I said it was a
3: good weekend. It was good because Kutch was in town. It was, you we know what? It was, no. Just ask. Like, uh,
4: like, I wouldn't have told you if I was going to the game. Uh, you know, hey, John, surprise, I was at Friday night's game. I so I could keep, see Kutch come back. Yeah. And keep, see the whole, like, dual tribute thing.
3: Keep in t- and, like,
4: cry bitter tears. I watched it on television. Wasn't it? It was touching to me.
3: Oh, very much so.
4: It that got was, me. That, right that was, here. It did, got me.
3: I wished I had seen it live and in person. Oh my gosh! Yeah, plus it was. A good I loved game. it. And you know who man. I love? Hmm.
4: I love. I'm a huge, giant fan of Francisco Cervelli. Oh yeah! Didn't he manage he orchestrated that? orchestrated that.
3: Didn't he just? He was did- a stage manager. He was. He really was. Mm-hmm. He stepped aside. He bowed his head to deflect any attention from himself, so Cuts could take that, take the mound, and then the pitcher. Who was it? Was it Cool? Who was, was it on the Friday mound. night? I think it was cool. He stepped off the mound. That so- was Tyon, wasn't it? Oh, maybe it was. Oh, that's right, because he hurt his finger yeah, in the third inning. Yeah, right. Yeah. So then Tyon stepped off the mound. So essentially, that stage was conscious, as it should have been. It, it was, was really a It was moment.
4: a wonderful, really wonderful was. moment. It made me really like Pittsburgh. Me too. It did. I'm into that. Yeah. It did. Right. Okay, here's my question for you. Did that experience, and I, I know you weren't there, but watching that and like processing that, John, are you in a better place with the Pirates?
3: Yes, I am. I'm in a much better place with okay. the Pirates. All right. I think what happened, you know, I hate to say this because we we, we beat up the nutting so mercifully. Mercilessly. Um, no, yeah. Yes. 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 Mercilessly.
4: Yes. You but, mean you and me? Yeah. I think us and <laughs> the general population yeah, of so. the city
3: of Pittsburgh, we did. Yeah. But- I think Kutch is in a better place but this is probably better for Kutch's career and maybe it was the not maybe it was the right thing to do
4: I don't think I'm, I'm still not going to go to that place I'm not going to say it was the right thing to do however I can see
3: why you'd say that because I, I, I I'm on the fence of that as yeah, well but how,
4: I, however I, uh, I mean you can't argue with how well the team has done this year you can't well you can't tell it's me been that a in September okay it's
3: Tell me that in September. It's can only a quarter me a of the season. a little bit
4: of gratefulness, a little bit of appreciation.
3: That's only a quarter of the season I did, gone.
4: I didn't say we were headed to the World Series. Well, you get I all s- excited. Okay, we are where we are so. at this point in the series. Are you happy with the Pirate team?
3: Yes, and I'm surprised. I thought they were going to be abysmal.
4: Exactly. So
3: they're not. The bottom can fall out. If at any you're time.
4: looking for, and I know we are only 25 percent of the way in, but look at Corey Dickerson.
3: He looks great. He However,
4: looks. Great.
3: Here's the deal. He Corey Dickerson great historically is a fast starter and, and, he a, falls and off. then he fades. Okay. And Kutch starts slow okay. and then picks it I'm up as the goes I'm not saying I don't
4: on. want I – I, I love Kutch, but I'm also saying it's not like we got a schlub.
3: No, we did not get a slub. I feel good about it. And to see Kutch and the way he handled it, to see Kutch's wife, mm-hmm. Kutch's family, Kutch's baby, and right. the best of Pittsburgh rooting him yeah. on and just yeah, loving it. Yeah, and him.
4: the Pirates really outdid themselves. They did. They did, in, did a great job. They were almost penguin-like. I mean, the Pens have the corner in how they honor their stars who've gone yeah, away. Yeah. I mean, they have the – like the Flurry tribute was the best – I can't think of another tribute of any athlete yep. that I loved. Any like I love that. There's just I've never seen anything that was as well carried out as that. But they did that for Cullen. Yeah, they did that. For, like who? Um, it's just anyway. I'm not – I can't say that the cutch thing was the same. But here's the thing. It's different at PPG. It's smaller. It's inside. It's more intimate. You're closer to everybody. So there's like more of an intimate feeling on the flurry night than there was during the cutch night. But I think it's just by virtue of the environment. Right.
3: Anyway, so if you're boycotting the pirates for that reason – Give it up. Because you know what, we got free Just tickets Just go to a game,
4: you. yeah. Coming up, May thirtieth, uh, Bucks versus the Cubs. We have one pair of tickets, courtesy of our friends at
3: Calusi Chevrolet. Right, and because Cuts was twenty two with us and twenty two with the Giants, how about call the number twenty two eight hundred three two zero. You
4: have to hear from twenty one people before you get a winner. Eight hundred
3: three two zero eight two five five. All
4: right, okay. I'm going to the game tomorrow night.
3: Yeah, I know you are. You and Mike, new Mike. Mike together. and I, yeah.
4: Mike and I, are going to paint the town red.
3: Yeah, we are. I Don't you so. think, Mike? With oh, are they playing yeah. tomorrow night?
4: Uh, the White Sox.
3: Okay, oh, who've White
4: only sucks. won eight games? They're
3: horrible. So I feel really good about it. All right. So if you want to go on the, uh, you could have come with us. I can't. I was busy. I no kidding. I get the you know that school year. Yeah. Ended. He has
4: the quote unquote other obligations. I do. Well, Mike I and I are you know, going to have a good time. Family's hanging Priority's out. Priorities,
3: John. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What Priority's do you see? What Kathy's sushi at the ballpark? <laughs> that is not a good move. Do not. There's go nothing
4: there. wrong with that. Don't Seriously. you mock me, Mike? Because I have the not. tickets. Do not. Don't you mock me? I Love
3: sushi. Yeah. Right. The ballpark. When you go to the ballpark, have yourself a dog.
4: No, I'm not having a dog.
3: A brat. I'm not having a brat. All right.
4: Although I have had sprogies there.
3: They're pretty good as well. They're quite delicious. Yeah. Hey, stick around. We've got an incredible story that you have never heard,
5: guaranteed. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding.
2: Are you ready to die? The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews
1: that one of Satan's ways to keep people in bondage is through the fear of death. If you're still afraid to die, it means two things. You're afraid of the power of death and the devil and that you don't really understand what Jesus Christ did for you. Find out why your faith will set you free when you join Adrian Rogers for his Champions of Faith study this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Okay, so the big question for
6: any decision you're going to make, is this actually going to work? Well, if you've heard about MetaShare, which is a brilliant way of sharing health care costs, you may have wondered that. Does it work? Well, so did Dr. Stuart Hoover, who initially joined to save a lot of money. The typical family saves about
11: $500 a month. Stuart saved even more. When we first joined... Uh, MediShare, we were immediately going from a little over $1,600 a month down to uh, $460 basically a month. So that's
6: wonderful. But then his wife needed emergency surgery and the bills added up to
11: $160,000. So we were seeing the bills coming in and then the bills were being paid. Portions were being shared. And the end result of this is this bill was taken care of.
6: Yes, MediShare works and it's so easy to get your questions answered too so why not you can call right now 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. Each year, over 1,500 homes and businesses across the tri-state are not replacing their cracked and sagging driveways, sidewalks, and foundation slabs. Instead, they're restoring them like new with A1 Concrete Leveling and Foundation Repair for 50 to 70% less in a single day. A1 Superior Process doesn't use foam chemicals, but natural limestone grout, so there's no dangerous off-gassing and no mess. Eliminate tripping hazards and save money with the area's premier concrete leveling company. Visit a1now.com. Individual results may vary. He
5: wasn't developing relationships with other children. He's mainly played by himself. I couldn't find anybody to help me. We did the psychiatrist and the psychologist and the neurologist and all the differentologists trying to find something that worked for him. School really wanted him medicated. I knew that Brooke could connect the dots, so to speak, because there was something just disconnected for her. Something Brain Balance did for me was help me understand why Louis was the way he was. What Brain Balance did was give us a very distinct game plan. We're going to get from point A to point B and this is how we're going to do it. At school the teachers can't believe the change that has come about. Now he has a voice whereas before he didn't have one. So for that we're so grateful to Brain Balance. It's just been amazing what Brain Balance has done for her. It's a totally different
6: Life. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at PTS.edu. You can't change the whole world but you can be part of the change in the world for a child living in poverty by becoming a
1: Compassion International Child Sponsor. You can choose a child to sponsor now at Compassion.com slash radio. That's Compassion.com slash radio.
3: History is amazing, isn't it? When it feels as though... One story after another, and you think, "Oh, I, yeah, I know that," and that connects the dot with that. And then something comes your way that you uh, and you what? think,
9: "How
4: did I never know this? Yeah, how how does how is this how is this man's name not?" in common conversation in america
3: something out of left field jared brock is with us jared's co-founder of hope for the sold a nonprofit organization dedicated to combating exploitation also the author of year a year of living prayerfully we talked to jared about this uh, a couple years back he's got a brand new workout and a documentary that goes along with this work it's called the road to dawn josiah hansen and the story that sparked the civil war jared welcome back to the show how are you sir
12: Thanks for having
4: me on again. I appreciate it. Jared, we love to talk to you about your projects, and this one is blowing my mind a little bit, um, simply because, as I said at the start, it is hard to believe that the name Josiah Henson is not in common usage in America.
12: Yeah, it uh, blew my mind, too.
4: Okay, so talk about um, you being in a bookstore, seeing Uncle Tom's Cabin. Your wife had been saying, yeah, I really want to read that. You picked it up, and it started you on this investigative journey.
12: Yeah, I stuck it in her stocking, and she read it over Christmas break. And I did a little bit more research, and I learned that the main character, Uncle Tom, was inspired by a real man named Josiah. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. This is the book that Abraham Lincoln had started the Civil War, and it was based on a real guy and I've never heard of. him. Two hours from my house, what is going on? Oh wait, so so, okay, ended so, up doing so wait, 3, so a thousand mile journey to retrace his flavor, his uh, journey from slavery to freedom.
4: Okay, so Josiah's, Josiah Henson's home at the conclusion of this story. Let's start at the end. Is in Canada, and it was yeah, so
12: close. It was so an hour from Detroit.
4: Wow! So it was so close to your house. You thought, okay, I'll start there, and that was that was your first foray.
12: Exactly. So Michelle and I went on a blazing hot summer day, and we toured his home, which is still there. And there's a little tiny museum. And on the trip home, Michelle read me this little biography. It, it, I guess it's a little memoir that he actually dictated. He was. He was illiterate, but he dictated it to a former mayor of Boston, and we read it on the trip home, and I was mindful You know, this is a man who rescued 118 fellow slaves. He won a medal at the World's Fair. He was entertained at the White House, Windsor Castle. He started a Freeman settlement with a crew of 500 people. It was known as one of the last stops on the Underground Railroad. This towering figure of history, and we missed him.
4: All right, Jared. Listen, we're having some technological problems hearing you, so we're going to drop you and we're going to call you back. So, if new Mike, if you could reestablish a connection with Jared, that would be helpful, um, so that we can hear him. Because I feel like we're losing like every other syllable yeah. that he's saying. All right, have you ever read Uncle Tom's uh, Uncle Tom's Cabin?
3: Yes. Okay. I bet you, I was in eleventh grade. Grade, right? Yeah.
4: I was thinking the last time I read it, I think I might have been in I might have been in tenth grade.
3: So many, many, I mean, I'm sure I'd have to go back and read it again. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have much okay. recollection. I
4: did not know that it was based on a real person.
3: Neither did I. So how do you even make those, connect those dots to that?
4: And how, how, how have the dots not been connected till now? Yeah. I
3: guess is, is my question. What it takes is a historian and someone with deep curiosity who goes out of his way to do on a road trip, like Jared just told us, and then makes it work. Someone who's a little nutty. A little bit.
4: Okay. Let me take a moment while we're trying to reestablish a connection to Jared Brock, um, to say that Jared is the author of truly one of my favorite books I have read in the last five years. Um, A Year of Living Prayerfully so is cool. a, an absolutely fantastic book now listen we read books for a living um and I, we've been immersed in so many books for the this book books. really this book really captured my attention really captured my imagination jared and his wife traveled the world his wife was with him a portion of the time but jared really traveled the world i uh, spent an entire year for the express purpose of just asking people how they prayed and it just it's If you're looking for a book to read on a summer vacation, you think, boy, I've really been, yeah, I'm not really sure what to, let me tell you, pick up The Year of Living Prayerfully and Jared Brock's new book, which is just coming out on Josiah Henson. Actually, I think it, uh, it comes out tomorrow, released tomorrow. It's called The Road to Dawn, Josiah Henson and the story that sparked the Civil War.
3: Jared's back with us. Hey, Jared, are you there?
12: Hey, apparently I got so
4: excited that it uh, killed the line. Yeah, it was just your your unbelievable enthusiasm for Josiah's story just <laughs> overwhelmed our technology.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then go back. So then you, you discovered this, that Uncle Tom, the story, the character in Uncle Tom was based on a real person, which is Josiah Henson, and then you started to connect the dots backward. You've written a book and a documentary that go hand in hand, yes? Yeah, so I ended up
12: writing official biography, and we...
3: Documentary by Danny. That's not good, uh, we can't do that. No, we can't. It's just a bad line. We're sorry, Jared. It just it doesn't. Uh, we're losing it too much, and uh, yeah, we'll just do it some other time, I guess.
4: <sighs> All right, our apologies to Jared. Yeah, yeah, Or maybe his apologies to us, depending on where the where the problem uh, exists, on yeah. what side of the phone line. But anyway, we'll be right back. We'll continue our conversation, and we'll hook up with Jared at another time.
10: Nation's largest Christian music festival, Creation Northeast, celebrating its 40th anniversary, returns to Agape Farm in Mount Union, Pennsylvania, June 27th through the 30th, featuring Toby Mann. For King and Country, Jeremy Camp, Bethel Music, Mandisa, Hillsong Young and Free, Jordan Feliz, a special reunion of classic Petra and more. <laughs> Plus, speakers Tony Nolan, Reed Saunders, Keith Adamson, Abdul Murray, Vince Vitale, and more. Four jam-packed Days of Music. As well as inspiring worship and teaching on our new worship stage. Where the Word of God is shared in spirit and in truth. Plus, children's entertainment, candle lighting service, camping under the stars, and more. Join thousands of believers at Creation Northeast. With over 75 bands and speakers. June 27th through the 30th. And tickets and more are available online at CreationFest.com. Don't miss. Out on Creation Northeast. It will be the highlight of your summer. Maybe your life. More info at CreationFest.com.
3: Hi, this is John Hall. How'd you sleep last night? I slept good, real good. Last night, I fell asleep fast. Then I dreamt about tropical beaches, little puppies, a mountain of candy, and steak. I mean, that's a really good night's sleep. And I woke up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. It's all thanks to my pillow. And that same great night's sleep can be yours anywhere you go. Right now, inventor Mike Lindell is offering his four-pack special for Word FM listeners. Get two full-size My Pillows and two go-anywhere pillows so there's no 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 excuse not to get a good night's sleep wherever you go. Plus, they're machine washable and dryable and are backed by MyPillow's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just call 1-800-961-9207 and use the promo code WORD to get the four-pack special. Or enter promo code WORD at MyPillow.com and get the four-pack special today. That's 1-800-961-9207 or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD.
2: Hi, Tom Baudet. Haven't tried slam poetry yet. Motel 6, comfortable, clean, always low prices. Know what I mean? Are you traveling? Are you on the road? Make Motel 6 your humble abode. You will get a good night's sleep. I know this poem's not very deep. I'm Tom Baudet from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on. So go and book online at motel6.com. Mic drop.
9: Discover Eden Christian Academy and discover an exceptional education where solid academics and authentic faith prepare students to step confidently into the future. See what the largest non-denominational pre-K through 12th grade Christian school in the North Hills has to offer. From Whippeo Athletics to fine arts, service activities and more. Eden Christian Academy, Christ-centered, student-focused and mission true since 1983. Visit EdenChristianAcademy.org.
3: funny how like you know you meet somebody who was good friends with somebody that you're good friends with and you had no idea oh yeah
4: oh i just had that experience just a couple days ago like you You go to a party right two people like how could you so i gotta tell you this so i'm uh one of my friends had surgery a couple weeks ago and um so her husband was going to be sitting alone for, you know, four or five hours as yeah. he, you know, waited for his wife to Hanging get surgery. Out. And so several of us said, you know, we'll just come and hang out with you at the hospital, keep yeah. you company, help you to pass the time. So I showed up as part of the group and, um, there were these, uh, two people there, a husband and wife team who were friends with the woman who was having surgery. Hmm. and i you know i'd never met them they were friends of hers from when she was a little girl they were her neighbors yeah and so i sat down and you know as you do you just kind of st- stick up time. a conversation and you know where are you from and i said i'm from pittsburgh and I, where are you from oh, we're from beaver falls now and i said oh okay great and so they're talking about beaver falls but well, i don't know much about beaver falls i only have two friends that live in beaver falls but i've been there you know to their house several sure, times sure. so i don't mean, know anyway so uh I'm mentioning I said, well, you know, I was just in Beaver Falls maybe a year ago, and I was saying, blah 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 blah. and these two people who I have never met, have no connection with said, No, wait a minute, you're not talking about the blank family, are you? And I said, Yes, know I mean, how I mean, there are a lot of people that live in Beaver Falls, I'm sure yeah, how is it? That they knew, these random people I've never met before that I'm sitting in the hospital with, how, how do they know the only two people I know in, in Beaver Falls? Falls? I mean, it's just very, very strange. I like it. Very strange. Anyway, so the friend of a friend is yeah. a friend.
3: So listen to this. This is weird. Speaking when I first of a friend this, of a friend. I this has to be the onion. <laughs> Woody Harrelson. Everybody knows Woody Harrelson, right? Who made his name first with Cheers mm-hmm. and then he went on to a lot of Quentin Tarantino things and you know he's a versatile guy. He's in a lot of films. You, are you a, a fan?
4: I could not stand his character. I never liked Cheers. I know it's not a oh, popular opinion. Yeah, that isn't a yeah, opinion. Yeah, I never liked Cheers. Um, I like Cheers. But I think he's probably a, a good actor. A fine I, actor, yeah. I, I, I makes trust some questionable you on
3: that. choices, but you know, I think he's always interesting to watch. Anyway, Woody Harrelson was a guest on Jimmy Kimmel Live, and um, he told Jimmy Kimmel the story that, and I did not know any of this. That Woody Harrelson went to a Christian college when he was a young man, really, to study theology, come on, and go into ministry. And while there, Woody Harrelson years ago became friends. With now Vice President Mike Pence. (laughs) Really? Woody Harrelson said to Jimmy Kimmel, I remember Mike Pence, and I actually liked him. I thought he's a pretty decent guy. He was very religious, very committed. So then Woody Harrelson went on and said, well, after he was studying the Bible, he, Woody Harrelson, had a crisis of faith, and he decided to put his ministry on hold and unfortunately, he said that he still believes in God. However, but now he studies other types of religion. Hmm. But he had a friendship many decades ago with Mike Pence. Now, how could, how does that even work? I the two seem to me so, so desperately co- different,
4: unbelievably divergent. Yeah. in their attitude, in their outlook, yep. in their. Everything The world
3: view What I love about it is You know Hollywood is They are just aghast Everyone you know have been talking Oh well you know If you think Donald Trump is bad Imagine if we had Mike Pence Right People who are leftists Wouldn't like to say that Imagine if Mike Pence Was in the way Oh my goodness gracious And there You have Woody Harrelson Who does not make Gentle choices About his film work I mean, you know, he's that's in the most... Sure.
4: Okay, so does that mean they're about the same age?
3: Which seems very odd. That
4: doesn't seem right. Well... I mean, Mike Pence might look older than he is I think because he of is. his hair color. I, that's,
3: I think probably that's true. Yeah. I mean, Woody, Harrel- Woody Harrelson's no spring chicken. How old's Woody Harrelson? I don't know. Probably, how old do you think he is? I'd say he's probably mid to late 50s.
4: Well, I would think my Pence- Mike Pence was 10 years older than that.
3: I don't know. Who knows how things work?
4: Wow, that's really crazy. Yeah, it
3: is. Yeah. Okay. Woody Harrelson and Mike Pence hanging out together. All right. Yeah. All right. Um,
4: okay. Did you hear the uh, latest from Cornell University?
3: No. Well, isn't college just about out? Aren't, aren't all the colleges out?
4: Yes. Well, this was—you know—this is the end of the semester when people are, you know, writing papers and making presentations right. and, yeah. you know, presenting theses or theses. Yes. Um, I want to tell you about Letitia Chai because oh, she's a oh. student at Cornell University. Now, Cornell University is a tough school. Yeah. I mean, that's an Ivy League school, Yeah. right?
3: Wait, let me break in. Mike Pence is 58, Woody Harrelson's 56. No. Yeah.
4: Yeah, it's the hair. It makes sense. Okay. I'm sure Mike Pence is really happy to know that I thought he was 10 years older than that. <laughs> Mike, look, it's not that I don't like you. It's just... Anyway. Okay, so Cornell, this is an Ivy League Tough school to get into. Tough school, yeah. right? This is the this is the They best. can be choosy. This is the best of the best. Okay, so uh, Letitia is presenting a trial run of her thesis mm-hmm. in, her, in her class. It's called Acting in Public. Okay,
3: Acting in Public.
4: Right. She gave her trial run presentation to her professor, Rebecca McGore, and her professor said this, Is that really what you would wear? Okay. Now, apparently, Chai was wearing a long-sleeve button-down shirt and cut-off jean shorts. She said... The professor proceeded to tell me in front of my whole class that I was inviting the male gaze away from the content of my presentation and onto my body. She also said my professor is a white woman. She said I was making a statement by wearing my outfit.
3: So you're wearing cut off shorts. Right. And what? A long sleeve shirt?
4: A long sleeve shirt. Okay, And her professor says, is that really what you want to wear when you're presenting okay. an official professional paper?
3: Well, no. I don't think you would. Right? No,
4: of if- course you wouldn't because no. this is the way the world works. Right. And you if have- you're
3: presenting a professional paper, you dress professionally.
4: Right. Well, that's not actually what happened because if you think the cutoff shorts were bad, um, Cornell University student Leticia Chai stripped down to her underwear. Oh, for heaven's sake. While delivering the presentation yeah she was this did a planned thing? she did or this was yes a no this to the no comet? this was she uh, she began undressing as she held back tears oh first removing her shoes then her pants and lastly her shirt
3: because she was so victimized
4: yes she said I am more than Asian more than a woman I am more than Letitia Chai I am a human being
3: and then she gave her thesis
4: she gave her a statement and two dozen of her fellow students also took off their clothes. <laughs>
3: Oh, my goodness gracious.
4: I'm not making it up. Okay. I'm not making it up.
3: This is why you send your kid to a Ivy League school at Cornell. How
4: much do you think that costs?
3: Oh, probably sixty grand a year.
5: Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh,
11: a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN
1: News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Correspondent Sagar Magani reports First Lady Melania Trump is in the hospital after undergoing a procedure. Her spokeswoman says the first lady had a procedure to treat a benign kidney condition. Stephanie Grisham says it was successful with no complications, and Mrs. Trump is likely to stay at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center the rest of the week. Grisham did not offer any other details on the 48-year-old first lady's condition. Mrs. Trump's been gradually ramping up her public profile. Last week, the president watched in the Rose Garden as she unveiled a campaign focused on kids. Grisham says the First Lady looks forward to a full recovery so she can continue working on behalf of kids everywhere. Sagar Magani at the White
6: House. On Wall Street, the Dow by 68 points, the Nasdaq rose 8, the S&P advanced 2, oil up to $70.96 a barrel.
4: This is SRNU. A moo-moo
9: here and a moo-moo there. Here a moo, there a moo, everywhere a moo-moo. Hi there, it's me, Marcia from the Springhouse, inviting you out to our Real Working Dairy Farm in 84 PA on the Saturday before Memorial Day for our annual Farm Heritage Day. During this annual event, two giant tents will hold 20 plus old-time crafters, sharing their wares with you like sheep shearing, wool spinning, quilting, and leather punching. Our old-fashioned chore girls will be churning butter, kneading bread. Bread dough and rolling pie dough, and they'll need lots of helpers, too. Take the tour of our modern milking facility, where you get to try your hand at milking Sally the tour Cow. The Springhouse Cooks will feature all kinds of fabulous eats inside, too. So come hungry for hot roast beef and gravy, real mashed potatoes, and so much more. Farm Heritage Day at the Springhouse on Saturday of Memorial Day weekend, 11 to 4. Let us share a little of our farm with you. SpringhouseMarket.com or give us a call at 724-228-3339.
6: Individual results may vary.
9: My daughter was really sensitive. She took everything personally. She had a lot of trouble in school. He had
5: some impulsivity issues that I was concerned about. He had trouble making friends, having a lot of meltdowns, a lot of tantrums. I feel like all I did was yell at my kid all day. What brain balance did was give us a very distinct game plan. This is what he has. We're going to get from point A to point B and this is how we're going to do it. We started seeing huge differences in her behavior. His focus in class and how he retains the information that the teacher is talking about is just remarkable. I don't doubt for a moment that I made the right decision in taking Sophia to brain balance. There is our life before brain balance and there's our life after brain balance and the two don't even resemble each other. It's a totally different Life. why
6: just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem call brain balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child call 724-390-9012 that's 724-390-9012
5: do you dream of owning your own home dollar banks free mortgages for mothers workshop can show you how to break the rent cycle
10: you'll learn the right way to home ownership with a plan to strengthen your savings and create less
5: debt you can even get help with restoring bad credit Join Lynn Hayes Freeland and Dollar Bank at the free Mortgages for Mothers Home Buying Workshop Saturday, May 19th at 9 a.m. at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Child care will be available. To register, visit mortgagesformothers.com today. Dollar Bank, Equal Housing Lender.
6: If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day right from your computer or smartphone. Like today, get twice the fun for half the price at Fun for All Family Fun Park in Cranberry. Get $100 value for for 50 bucks or $50 value for 25 and enjoy the best family fun rides games and attractions including the new xd dark ride it's all for fun at fun for all log on now to wordfm.com
11: keyword shopping the threat of severe weather wraps up this afternoon then showers and thunderstorms linger tonight mostly cloudy and warm low of 68 very warm and humid tomorrow with showers and heavy thunderstorms mainly in the afternoon that can again bring flash flooding and damaging winds with a high of 83. A couple of showers and a thunderstorm tomorrow night, a low of 62. Then another shower or thunderstorm Wednesday, mostly cloudy with an afternoon high of 79. I'm Mackey Weather Meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM.
2: Thanks for joining us on The Ride Home with John and Kathy for Monday, May 14th. This hour, John and Kathy speak with Stephen Mansfield, the New York Times best-selling author and speaker. His new book, Choosing Donald Trump, Anger, Hope, and Why Christian Conservatives Supported Him. We've been keeping them in a soundproof booth backstage. Let's bring them out. Here are John Hall and Kathy Emmett.
4: Did you hire that guy?
2: I did not. He's a bit of a Was smarty pants. He
4: is smarty.
2: Yes.
3: Uh, is this... Uh, I guess the room is, well, it's a little soundproof, but not like what's Well, it's supposed game.
4: to be. It's supposed to be soundproof. When they make things today, they're not quite as soundproof as I think they were Maybe so. Yeah. 20 years ago.
3: Anyway. Hey, um, Wednesday, I'm driving up uh, to pick my oldest at college. As am I. Are you, though? Uh-huh. Uh, coming Maybe home. Maybe we'll
4: pass on the road. Are you going mm-hmm. in the morning?
3: Very early in Maybe the so morning. So am I. Are you?
4: <laughs> yeah. I'll see you there. Okay, good. Okay.
3: I hope to be there between 8.30 and 9.
4: I have to be there at 9. What the heck? What the heck? Okay. Wouldn't it be sweet if we all, we went together? Yeah. Wouldn't that be meaningful? We should
3: just get a big truck. Road trip. I'm we a, should. Seriously, I'm yeah, afraid. Mike, how about you
4: guys? How about you come too so we can all be? All right.
3: Yeah, fill up that Camry. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm afraid to go pick my kid up. Are you? Why? Because I'm assuming, I, I don't know, he's accumulated things. Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah, I thought about this too.
3: Now, already his bedroom is filled Right. And he's got like this sort of room in the back that we call, you know, his room for computers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And now he's coming home for the summer with more stuff. Where do you put all this stuff?
4: Yeah, your boy's a techie. Yeah. So he's got like wires and cables and hard drives and, hard and drives monitors and, right, and
3: you know, stuff everywhere. Right. And like I go in his room and I I stood in his room today and I thought, okay, I'm gonna clean this within an inch of its life before he, he gets, gets home. here. Right. And he is, yeah. So I started moving things and I thought I don't know what to do with this. And he said to me, he said to me on the phone, hey, don't move stuff because that pile of thing that you think is no good is really important to me. Oh, gosh.
4: See, now what are you going to do with
3: that? Exactly. I mean, but I need to make some cleanliness and some space. So I don't know what to do. But he's coming home Wednesday. I'm happy to see him. Love that boy. Of course. But at the same time, what the heck? I
4: have to admit. I mean, I'd like to pick on you for that because, you know, we do pick on each other a lot. Yeah, we do. But I feel the exact same way. Do you though? The exact same way. Now, my, my daughter is not a techie. My daughter is like the, you know, she's an, English, athlete. She's an athlete. She's historian, English lit. So, but she's going to come home with more books mm-hmm. than she went away mm-hmm. with. And listen, when she left for college, I spent an entire day and I reorganized her bookcase because she has a ton of books, as do I. So we have a lot of books in our house and there is no room for more books. And she's going to come home with all these books. Where are we And I don't know. where.
3: Have you sold uh, any school books?
4: Oh, lists... Oh, uh, you mean textbooks? Yes. Not yet, because she just finished her second semester.
3: Okay, because we, we were talking about you because my boy probably could give you, your daughter, his oh, books.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can we
3: yeah, work yeah. that out? Yeah, I think we can.
4: Please. Okay, yeah. great. But you know what I did do? You know, we've been doing some reorganization in our house because we're having um, another college student who's not a member of our family kind of become a member of our family for the summer. You
3: mean the president? She's
4: gonna. Yeah, that's right, the future president. Mm. She's gonna come live with us for the summer. Yeah. And so we had to do some reorganization. So we had to move people around in different bedrooms and blah blah blah. Anyway, that's in this complex. great move that uh, we started last week, I just said I am eliminating everything I can eliminate. So I'm a big that's fan good. of I'm a big fan of Amvets, and I love to give them stuff that I don't need. So I was merciless. I went through every closet, every drawer. i I was on it.
3: You were like, Stan, you were ruthless. I that's the word. Happy birthday, Stan. Happy
4: birthday. Happy birthday. It's, Be it's my, ruthless. It's my dad's birthday. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And he always said and that when uh, my dad and I take a lot of photographs, he always said when you're looking through the photographs you've taken, when you're trying to figure out what to keep and what to give what what to ditch, be ruthless. Yeah, let it go. Just let it go. Anyway, happy birthday, Dad. Yeah, very nice. Enjoy your day. Um we'll talk more about that later. I was ruthless, John. I was I would have made my father proud. I did I my entire front porch was packed this morning for ambassador. I mean my entire
3: porch. Aren't you afraid? See, like me. Like I would love to do that, but I'm afraid I'm gonna offense because like like last year. He comes to me, the oldest boy, and he goes, hey, remember those uh, oh, CDs no. for that thing that I'm blah, blah, blah. In the back of my head, I'm like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, I remember those. I threw those away. <laughs> yeah. And he like brooded around and he was like, I've looked everywhere. I can't find those things. I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I, I might have let those go. <laughs> and then you could see like the disdain. The shock and the heartbreak. Okay, well,
4: this is what, yeah, I understand that. But here's what happens, what you have to do. If you're going to be ruthless, John, you have to say, well, then you have to police your frags. (laughs) That's what we said. That's that's the term we use in our house.
3: Police your frags. Police your frags. What is that?
4: Whatever your fragments are that have to do with your life, whatever your fragments are, it's your job to manage them. Police your frags. Okay,
3: so I made a mistake. Thank, Thank you. you. So I made a mistake. So my way of policing his frags was last year at this time. Mm-hmm. I went out and bought a couple of those bins. I dumped all that stuff in those bins. I thought, oh, well, you, that's you,
4: well, at least you're going to put them in a bin. No, that's right? safe. Least, right. and he was
3: like, well, now nah, you really messed me up because I had that thing in that area and that police thing. your frags. You know, that's mm-hmm. what it is. He's coming. Those kids was stuff, stuff, Poli- stuff. Police stuff, your frags. Stuff, stuff, stuff. Listen.
4: So I went out this morning. I came back three hours later. Everything's gone off the oh, porch. Oh, everything. Nice. Thank you, Amvets.
3: Thank you. So then you got room for some more frags on your front porch. I
4: do, and I'm going to have them come back a second mm-hmm. time because mm-hmm. I have some bigger things. I need to make a special appointment. Really? I have a chair and I have some bigger things to give away. But all of that junk that was in my home, yeah. it's not in my home. Would you? It is gone.
3: Would you ever do, and I would never do this. I would never do this. Now, if you call me on this, because I'll never do this, would you ever buy yourself a um, storage space?
4: I can I will not do that. Yeah, thank you. The only okay, except. I feel as though it's a moral shortcoming. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. However, I I was thinking about I I would do that if I was doing like a major renovation. Like if I was doing a kitchen or something where you need a place to store stuff. I would do it for an interim time and then I'd shut myself off. Yeah, I agree with that. I would shut myself off. I got no problem with that.
3: But just as you know, I'm out of space. You
4: can't do that. You can't no, do that's... that. You have to live in your... I mean, for crying out loud.
3: However, I've thought about this. If you did do that... You want to get a pod. Wouldn't it be nice to just go visit?
4: But to go visit your storage stuff. locker? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think that would be kind of exciting, that's actually. Ridiculous.
4: You know what we need? Hmm. We need a ride home storage locker. <laughs> because between your office and my office and Mike's, man, we have a lot of stuff.
3: Yeah, we do. Hey, Speaking of Mike's stuff, I feel bad for him. Because uh, in Mike's studio, he's got this sort of like... Sad shrine, yeah, to the pens. Yeah. He should take that down because every time I look at it, I feel bad.
4: I know he's like got the pens towel out and he's got like the pucks, not good, and he's got the, the old and cup. he's got the little Stanley Cup from Dennis Sullivan. Please you know that, that nice gift yeah. that Dennis gave us, Den- Dennis. We love you. It's all there. Oh, it, you know, if only it had a spotlight on it. Or, no, no. You know no. what he should do?
3: Light a candle. No, but just put that away, Mike. No,
4: just
10: light a candle. What,
3: bring that back, like in September. I'll feel fine about it then. But right now. It, uh, I, I, it sort of rubs me raw.
10: No, no way. <laughs> no, it's I mean, it's bringing no. me good luck for next year.
3: Good luck. Is it? There's yeah. no such thing as good luck, Mike.
10: I'm going to go buy a candle, and I'm going to go buy some incense.
3: Mike, stop that. What? That's just wrong. That's just wrong thought.
4: No, it's
10: not. It is.
3: It is wrong thought. <laughs> you and your stuff. Your incense and good luck.
4: All right. Coming up next, best-selling author <laughs> Stephen Mansfield. His latest work is called Choosing Donald Trump: God, Anger, Hope and why Christian conservatives
5: supported him. That's next on The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD
1: with James McDonald and
2: Walk in the Word. It sounds crazy, but many of the problems we face can be traced back to our own faulty thinking. We get all tangled up in unhealthy attitudes that result in destructive behavior. This week on Walk in the Word, James McDonald explains that freedom comes when we learn to think differently. We're talking about overcoming the strongholds of sin all this week
1: on Walk in the Word. Tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. on 101.5 WORD.
4: Hey, this is Kathy Emmons, and many of you know or have worked with my friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial, and so you know that they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance, providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But now, did you know that they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation, typical savings of up to 40 40%. Small, medium, even large groups, Marley's got you covered, giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital you want. Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, even Johns Hopkins, because Marley gives you the power to choose what's best for you and your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors, without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. Don't you want to get your questions about health insurance answered? Call Marley Financial now, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496. And find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 or online at marleyfg.com.
1: Hi, this is Tun Chokin. Kick off your Memorial Day weekend with me and my good buddy Craig Wolfley on Saturday, May 26th at the Great Lawn across from Heinz Field for our 16th annual Walk for the Homeless. The fun begins at 8 a.m. and ends with lunch and festivities. Money raised that day will benefit Light of Life Rescue Mission, an organization that provides food, shelter, and hope for Pittsburgh's homeless and hurting. There are many ways to get involved form a team to walk, become a business sponsor, or volunteer. For more information, visit lightoflife.org or call 412-258-6128
3: In a divided world one leader is on a mission to bring us together For the first time in history the Pope opens his doors to
0: address
8: the questions and issues that drive us apart From award winning director Vim Vendors comes a conversation with the leader whose faith inspires the world Don't miss Pope Francis A Man of His Word This Friday,
1: for group tickets, visit PopeFrancistickets.com.
9: Discover Eden Christian Academy and discover an exceptional education where solid academics and authentic faith prepare students to step confidently into the future. See what the largest non-denominational pre-K through 12th grade Christian school in the North Hills has to offer. From Whippeo Athletics to fine arts, service activities, and more, Eden Christian Academy, Christ-centered, student-focused, and mission-true since 1983. Visit EdenChristianAcademy.org.
6: Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu. We will never fully understand what we've asked of
0: our military service members or their families, asking them to put themselves in harm's way to endure it all but we do understand that it's our turn our duty to keep them secure for the rest of their lives Wounded Warrior Project long term support programs help our most severely ill or injured veterans live independently at no cost for life so that they might stand at ease join us
6: at findwwp.org she's nine years old with curly brown hair she watches out her window just waiting for a family to love her. Maybe you're the one called to adopt her, or maybe you aren't. Maybe you're the one called to help the family who does. Adopting is a tough time of transition and sometimes trauma, but there are ways you can help. Do yard work, cook some meals, or help around the house. Offer mom and dad a date night. Maybe you can be a mentor or friend to the newly adopted child. Just some ideas to get you started. Maybe you aren't called to adopt, but you can help those who do. Pray and see what God shows you. You could be part of adoption in a whole new way. Go to Icareaboutorphans.org for more ideas I care org. a message from
2: focus on the family. Mm-hmm.
3: We were talking a little earlier about uh, mess and clutter. I don't know. Uh, I'm one one of seven children, and my mom insisted, she insisted that we keep a clean house. Now, she'd wake us up on Saturday mornings, mostly she'd wake up my sisters for some reason. This is how far we've come. You know, my brother and I, we got a pass. We did. I don't know why, but we got a pass. So my sisters would get up, early on a Saturday morning and she'd make those girls get down on their hands and knees and they would polish the floorboards around the house. So I, I grew up a neat Nick because I like a clean house. My mother's imprint is all over me. So as a, as a progressive or a what, an open-minded father, I allowed my children their own domain. That they would have their own space. That's and, your and room, and you do with it what you do want to do. Yeah, I kind of figured because I liked my bedroom, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it, it was a neat bedroom. But it was my own space, and so I figured, well, that's your space as well. Both of my kids, they're absolutely unmitigated slobs. It's a
4: it's, slobs. It's appalling.
3: It is appalling.
4: Both of my girls, too.
3: I walk in there and I go, guys, really, seriously, this is how you want to now live. Listen,
4: listen to me. My daughter
3: has gone to college,
4: and her room is spotless spotless i can't stand it i can't
3: and at home my husband
4: and i walk in we walk into her room and we say where was this the previous 18 years that you lived with us how did that happen where did the, and so this was this is her theory and she had she she agrees she says you're right you're right I, I know you're right she says she thinks that it's because the rest of our house is cl- is so clean that it didn't the 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 mess of her own bedroom didn't bother her. And now that she's at college, she has to live in the same room that she sleeps in. And so now she's become obsessively clean,
3: kind of like I am about the rest of our house. Well, I'll take that. Well,
4: yeah, except that – is she going to do that when she comes home this summer or is it going to revert back to no. the
3: I – No, bet I imagine she's reached the – she's crossed a threshold here. Do you think? Yes. That's, okay. That maturity has clicked happen. into gear. I want it to happen. Don't you feel like
4: a bad parent when you walk in there? I do. I I feel like a horrible parent. I I feel like, when did I let the reins loose so much that I've allowed them to think that this is how you live?
3: That's exactly it. I feel as though I'm going to find, you know, an arsenal of firearms or I'm going to fire some, you know, some drugs or something. Or
4: a nest of rodents or something. something. Like, is anyone else living in here with you? Like, are there, you know, birds or any? Like bunnies? Like,
3: I mean, I say this today because my kid came downstairs and he was like, hey, I'm looking for something that's really near and dear to me. Have you seen it? Because I put it up in the bathroom counter, you know, like looking at me like, yeah, I nefariously, what? when you were taking a shower, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to mess with that kid. I'm going to steal something of his and I'm not going to tell him. I'm going right. you know, to just mess with him. And I'm like, no, I did not. So he went to school sort of like, oh, hound dog. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go up in that room and I'm sure I'm going to find it. It took me like literally. 60 seconds, <laughs> but I had to sort of like, you know, pick up a big pile of clothes, mm-hmm. books, some plates, mm-hmm. all kind of paper, whatever. And, you know, there I am grabbing it up and I look down and there's this thing he's looking for. <sighs> Please. So what did you do? I took a picture of it and I sent it to him like on the floor amidst all the mess. Uh huh. And he texted back, oh, comma. I was going to look there. Oh, come on. I was going to I was going to look there. Dude, you couldn't look there with a backhoe. That's what you would need. You would need a backhoe to look there. Kid? Guy? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to be like some Felix Unger kind of guy or something. Right. I mean, you just need some
4: Okay, when you were when you were growing up, did you have a rule? No food in your bedroom. Oh yeah. So did we. No food. New Mike, did you have a no rule when you were growing up? No food in your bedroom. I had the opposite
3: rule. What? What? Yeah. what I do you had mean? food all the time in my bedroom.
4: What? Oh yeah.
3: It was like a diner. Heck yeah. Oh no no no. no, no. <laughs> what do you
4: mean? I had my own, fridge. It
10: uh, was like, you had own
3: fridge.
4: Wait. It was great.
3: What goes on in Newcastle?
4: You had your own refrigerator <laughs> in your bedroom? Yeah, there's wrong with that. What were you living a college lifestyle when you heck were 15? Yeah.
3: What You know, I kept heck? my Capri sons in there, my high seas. Did you? you what? Know? Yeah. It's like, like, you know, the bar. Swedish like, Fish. Really?
4: Yeah. Huh. How oh, about my eight? gosh. Nanny would never. Nanny always said, if you eat up there, we're going to have ants in the house. Oh, yeah. That's if she always Don't said. Me. My <laughs> mother's like,
3: last thing I want is roaches in this house. <laughs> she not said, roaches, no said roaches, Nanny said No roaches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about this? Um, when we were growing up, you did not eat on the couch. Oh! Don't eat on the couch. My father would go, I'm still making payments on that. There's no way you're going to put a sandwich on the couch. I'm like, okay, all right.
4: Really? So, no eating on the Wow. No. no. Okay. You we know. did not have that rule. Oh, no, no, no. And it's a good thing. I put slipcovers. I mean- I don't mean like the plastic kind. I mean like actual slipcovers on my sofa simply because I knew we'd spill all over yeah, it. No, you can just take them off and wash them. No, it. I mean,
3: there were nine of us at our house. All of a sudden, like, uh, you know, the. the uh... Did
4: you have plastic?
3: No, 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 oh, no. Good. No, I'm glad there's no plastic. No, never, no. My mother has some style. No, but uh, you know, if there were nine of us, it'd be like, you know, the smorgasbord at the love seat or something. Like. I'm not going to do that.
4: Right. And then you can imagine what kind of crumbs no. you'd so, find you know, in there.
3: So you could eat on the floor. You know, put your, like, like lean against the couch.
4: Is that what you did? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's fine.
3: Like a bowl of popcorn or something like that. You're watching some TV there at night.
4: But you don't have rules like that now.
3: You know what? I wish I had some rules like that now because now, you know, we bought a couch and we just bought new furniture. Mm -hmm. Maybe, I don't know, six months, eight months ago. My kid's taking up the rooster. He's, the other day, he's eating barbecued chicken. I'm like, oh, dear. I'm like, you know, he's like, yeah, I'll be careful. He gets up and leaves. There's a blob, not on the couch, on the um, coffee table. I'm like, what is this? So again, I'm the. I feel like I have this bad parent thing going, right? Because yeah, I was right, I was raised right,
4: right. And so you think that he's going to grow up and he's going to be a slob, and he's going to you're going to go to his house and it's going to be a horror show, oh. and you're going to think it's all your fault. Exactly.
3: Sorry, I don't that's mean. Ex- I don't mean. That's exactly what I feel to project
4: psychological problems into your future. But right, you know, I'm is. just saying that could that could happen. That's John. going. it doesn't feel good. Yeah, I know. It doesn't feel good to me either.
3: So wh- where is the middle ground?
4: I don't know. I don't know exactly what the middle ground is, but there has to be something between, like totally over-functioning as a, and being a helicopter parent in their bedroom right. and letting the, the, the you know, tidal wave of stuff fall out into the a hall.
3: Yeah, so my mom, so you know, she, there's my mom, you know, trying to corral seven kids and my dad, and she she would say, Can now, um, put your things away, you know, in the bedroom whenever you're all done with it. Of course we never did. And then she would always sort of put them by the stairs. Now, a couple of times this happened. <laughs> this is the worst. A couple of times this happened. She would say, put your stuff away, put your stuff away. It was like that same speech all the time. At least twice, maybe three times, she became so deeply frustrated that I remember this. <laughs> the, the range of emotions. She stood in the middle of the living room and she pled with her children and then she burst out crying. <gasps> no. She literally cried tears because we would not put our things away properly. So then we were all like, you know, see, you made your mom cry. I mean, right, that's then, then, horrible. then you would start to be like, I'm so sorry, mama. I didn't mean to. I meant to put that away. And I, I'll promise I will put that away from now no. on. I will never make a mess ever again. A week goes by. Hey, I got the volleyball in here. I got the golf clubs. Mike's like, got his
4: refrigerator. You know, He's right. popping high seas in there. Right. And doesn't then, matter. Barbecue chips. Heck so, yeah.
3: Yeah. There's, and then you make your mom cry. Don't make your mom cry. No, don't
4: make your mom cry. Right? All right, Mike. Yes. Are you a neat nick now?
3: Yes. But- Who I is mean, the neat Nick? Who is the neater of you?
4: Is it you oh, or Mrs. New Mike? Definitely Mrs. New Mike. Oh, okay. Goodness. I mean- I'm a lot better than I was. Let's put it that way. So you've grown as a person? Yes. I am. Yeah. Okay. With, you know. with the help of my wife. Do you have a refrigerator in your bedroom?
10: <laughs> no. Do, do not.
3: Which
4: is actually a good idea. <laughs> no, it's not. A good
3: idea.
4: <laughs> and are you still drinking high seas? <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, the Capri Suns.
3: Oh. No. Capri I've, Sun? I've, never, yeah. I've never. I've never, I don't know what that is.
5: My wife loves Wait us. a minute. You never had a Capri Sun? As, what? You don't uh, even uh, know what they are? It's kind
3: you of know, like the Boy Scout, Cub Scout thing, right? What? Snack time for Cub Scouts. <laughs> it's in the little foil thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, that's I don't it,
4: think yeah. anyone else has ever called it snack time for Cub Scouts. Well, that's what I'm calling it. It's not like that's it. in parenthesis underneath the title Capri Sun.
3: Yeah. Now it's called snack time for scouts.
4: Because <laughs> right, we can't.
10: Because now, now
3: they're not we to, can't you know, call them anything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Capri Suns. What do you got?
4: I, I didn't think I was having anything. Okay, I was just fine. thought we were done. Okay, we're I thought we were finished with Capri Suns, and you're okay. looking at me like I'm supposed to say something. No,
3: nope. we were going to talk with uh, Stephen Mansfield. Yeah, but he's not around. He's in the fly. I don't know where he is. I kind of like this better, quite honestly. Complaining <laughs> about my kids. <laughs>
8: <laughs> hey everyone, this is Ed Glover from Urban Impact with today's Man Up Minute. As fathers, we need to see our children not as they are, but as they can become. If we don't believe in our kids, who will? It's important that we believe in our kids and tell them that we believe in them. Have you ever noticed in the Bible that whenever God wants to do something special in a person's life, He often gives them a new name. For example, Abram became Abraham. Sarai became Sarah. Saul became Paul. God knows that a name has the power to shape your image, your character, and ultimately your destiny. That's why when God has a plan for someone and their name doesn't match His plan, He changes their name. In essence, He changes their destiny. Men, what you say to your kids has great power to shape and mold your kids' destiny. Your words have the power to bless your kids or curse them. So I encourage you to be mindful about what to say to your children and about them. They're listening, so cheer them on. I'm Ed Glover. Thanks for listening to today's Man Up Minute. For more information on our Man Up Conference on June 9th, visit us online at manuppittsburgh.org. What they'll do is they'll come in and quote you a high price to start, and then they will price drop until you say yes. Energy Swing, Steve Rennekamp on why some companies resort to high pressure when selling windows and doors. They don't want you to talk to anybody else. They don't want you to be educated in making your decision. Do some homework. Look at reviews. Don't take everything they say as gospel. If they tell you we use our own people, ask for verification of that. Energy Swing has a lot of very positive reviews. Everybody on your property is an Energy Swing employee, totally Covered by our workplace compensation program, we don't resort to pressure because we want them to feel comfortable. When people make a decision to go with us, they feel that we are going to deliver on what we promise, and we've got the history to prove that. Better Business Bureau Ethics Award three times, the reviews we have online, the experience of all our customers is verification that we do the right thing. Right now, get $200 off every window,
6: 500 off every entry and patio door plus 5% off for word listeners only. Visit EnergySwingWindows.com
9: What's more fun than shopping on eBay? Shopping on eBay
2: guilt-free of course. Check out eBay now for what's new and under $10. Thousands of items under $10 that you just can't miss. All in one place. All with free shipping. Tees, flats, socks, and shades? Got them. Speakers, smartwatches, phone cases, and video games? Those too. Find the latest in fashion, tech, home, and more before
5: they're gone. All under $10 with Free shipping at ebay.com slash under 10. Dentistry isn't what it used to be. It's really come a long way.
6: Stock Family Dentistry's Dr. Megan Stock.
5: The pain management techniques, the comfort that we can offer now, really make it a much more pleasant experience. We have a great team. They really help to put a patient at ease. Dentistry, in my opinion shouldn't be a fear-inducing experience and it really i think goes a long way for patients when i'm able to develop that one-on-one relationship with them
6: on perry highway in wexford at stockfamilydentistry.com in the
5: back of my mind i didn't believe it could happen Hurting husbands and wives share their stories of renewed hope from attending Focus on the Family's Hope Restored, a marriage-intensive counseling program for married couples.
11: Yeah, we were definitely messed up. Our marriage was in full-blown crisis mode.
5: This was the last chance for us. Hope Restored can give you and your marriage hope. Our premier Christian counseling program provides in-depth quality care that will make a difference in your life. And your marriage. We now have the direction, tools, and roadmap we need to productively work through our damage and to heal our relationship. Find out more at HopeRestored.com. Scholarships are available. Even if the divorce papers are already in process,
4: Hope Restored can help you start anew. God used Hope Restored to help us start over in our marriage,
6: and that's what we really needed.
4: Find out more at hoperestore.com or call 1-866-875-2915.
11: The threat of severe weather wraps up this afternoon. Then showers and thunderstorms linger tonight, mostly cloudy and warm, a low of 68. Very warm and humid tomorrow with showers and heavy thunderstorms, mainly in the afternoon that can again bring flash flooding and damaging winds with a high of 83. A couple of showers and a thunderstorm tomorrow night, a low of 62. Then another shower or thunderstorm Wednesday, Mostly cloudy with an afternoon high of 79. I'm Mackie Weather, meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM.
3: Do you give blood?
4: I got to be honest, I haven't given blood in a long time. Why is that? Just because of my schedule. Yeah. But I, I did give blood for years. I gave blood for years, too. Yeah. And you, and you're not giving it anymore, no, either? No. Mike, do you give blood? Uh, last time I gave blood, I passed out. Okay. Big baby. I was, I was in college. You know why? It's, beca- it's because he was existing on high C. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> it just wasn't enough to keep him going. I need yeah, one yeah. now. Yeah, right, anyway. right, right. All right. This is an astounding story uh, in CNN. This is from, uh, from Friday CNN, talking about a man by the name of James Harrison. Now, Harrison is known as the man with the golden arm, which is not Frank Sinatra in the film. But listen to this. James Harrison is uh, an Australian and he has donated blood nearly every week for 60
3: years. Now wait a second, you can't donate blood every week. Well this
4: yes he can. He has donated blood nearly every week for 60 years. He's 81 years old and he retired from blood donation on Friday. okay? Now this is why he has given blood every week. okay James Harrison's blood, And this is not the James Harrison, in case you're just joining us. This is not the former Steeler James Harrison. It's a totally different person lives in Australia. James Harrison's blood has a unique disease-fighting antibody that has been used to develop an injection called Anti-D, which helps fight against rhesus disease. Wait, 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 wait. No. What? Okay. So if you've ever been pregnant, you've heard about rhesus disease, okay? It's a condition where a pregnant woman's blood actually starts attacking the baby's blood cells, okay? So- In worst cases, it can be absolutely tragic. It can result in brain damage to the child or Hmm. death for the baby. Um, And the condition develops when the pregnant woman has rhesus negative blood and the baby has rhesus positive blood, Okay, which is inherited from the father. And if the mother's been sensitized to rhesus positive blood, usually during a previous pregnancy with a a rhesus positive baby, she can produce antibodies that destroy the baby's blood cells because her body sees their blood cells as foreign, right? And that can be deadly for the baby. Okay. So James Harrison's blood has this unique disease fighting antibody. Okay. Now he they're not sure how he ended up with this actually, but when he was fourteen years old, which is sixty some years ago, he had major chest surgery Hmm. and blood donations saved his life when he was a kid. Okay, So he pledged to become a blood donor. And it was a few years later that doctors discovered that his blood contained the antibody, which could be used to create anti-D injections. Whoa, that's cool. So at that point, he switched over from giving blood to making blood plasma donations to help as many people as possible. Doctors, as I said, are not exactly sure why he has this blood type, but they think it might be because of the transfusions he got when he was a kid.
3: No kidding. Yeah,
4: yeah. He's one of no more than 50 people in Australia known to have the antibodies. 50 people in that <sighs> entire country. So cool. Okay, now this is where it gets really amazing. Now, this is a quote from uh, Mr. Falkenmeyer who uh, runs the, the blood clinic. He's the head of the blood clinic clinic in Australia. He yeah. says, every bag of blood is precious, but James' blood is particularly extraordinary His blood is actually used to make a life-saving medication, which is given to moms whose blood is at risk of attacking their unborn babies. Hmm. Every, Are you ready for this? Every batch of anti-D that has ever been made in Australia has come from James' blood. What? Every single batch of anti-D that has ever been made in Australia has come from James' blood. Okay? That's incredible. He is estimated to have helped save the lives of 2.4 million Australian babies.
3: Wow.
4: Just wow. him. 2.4 million Australian babies.
3: That is the craziest thing I I've mean, ever heard.
4: That is absolutely amazing. Even his daughter, James Harrison's own daughter, got the anti-D vaccine. <laughs> he said, that resulted in my second grandson being born health- healthy. He said, that kind of makes you feel good about yourself that you were able to no do that. Doubt. Yeah. Now, up to 1967, there were literally thousands of babies dying each year. Doctors didn't know why, and it was awful. Women were having numerous miscarriages. Babies were being born with brain damage. This is Gemma Falkenmeyer at the, at the Australian Red Cross Blood Service. Australia was one of the first countries to discover a blood donor with the antibody, so it was quite revolutionary at the time.
0: Oh, that is so cool.
4: So he's retired because he just turned 81, and in on Australia, you can't donate blood past that age. So that's why he was forty forced into retirement he's done. on Friday. He's done. At how old? 60, 81. 81. 81, yeah. He has given blood every single week for 60
3: years. That's so cool. So it's plasma. Years. So they draw the blood and they put it back in, essentially, right? right? right. They spin it, put right. it back in. He's
4: done that for 60 years.
3: What an incredible He has story. saved
4: more than 2 million lives, and he's considered a national hero he is. in Australia. This is what he said. Quote, it becomes quite humbling when they say, oh, you've done this or you've done that or you're a hero. It's something I can do. It's one of my talents, probably my only talent that I can be a blood donor. <laughs> what a great guy. Isn't that wonderful? wonderful well, I mean, story. Kudos to James Harris. Yeah. Imagine how grateful you'd be if you were one of the 2.4 million people that were alive because he does that every week.
3: Not to that guy. They should have wrecked the statue. <laughs> huh? Isn't that the they truth? They really should. Yeah. Um, so I think somebody here did that for a while. There's different things you can, you can give, right? But I thought Lynn did that as well. That Could be. she? They were platelets, right? Right. Which is different I, than plasma.
4: Right. I don't know what the difference is as far as the procedure goes.
3: Yeah. Plates, platelets, yeah, plasma. But, but I
4: know that we have uh, – I don't know if he wants me to talk about it on the air, but one of our uh, Word FM compatriots um, – Gives blood every other week, right across the street at yeah, the uh, yeah. at the blood service here in Green right. right. So yeah, so kudos to James Harrison. Tremendous story. The man great with story, the golden arm. Great
3: story. Yeah. They'll we'll take a break. Come back. Uh, we'll get a little chunk of more head Stick around.
5: WORD,
1: your station for leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef.
5: The person who
0: lives in fear is a person who is being behind bars, more powerful than steel and more permanent than death row. Fear destroys your dreams. Fear destroys your health. And I want to tell you, fear destroys your relationships.
5: Make sure to tune in this week to Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Yousaf.
1: Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. If
5: you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for Consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security checks. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588.
1: Most ordinary gutters last 10 to 15 years. If yours are sagging, cracked, and leaking, it's time to replace them with LeafGuard. Protect your home from water damage and stay off the ladder for good with the only patented one-piece seamless covered gutter system. LeafGuard systems are fabricated on-site by certified professionals and attached directly to the fascia. No sections, no seams, no nails, and come in a variety of colors to match. Most jobs can be done in a single day. Guaranteed to never clog, LeafGuard even earned the good housekeeping seal of approval. Call 855-4-NEW-GUTTERS and mention promo code RADIO for the exclusive 99 cent installation and receive a $100 Dining Advantage gift card with your free in-home estimate. Call 855-4-NEW-GUTTERS and get LeafGuard today. That's 855
6: the number 4. New Gutters. All offers subject to terms and restrictions. Call 855-4-NEW-GUTTERS for information subject to change without notice. LeafGuard operates as Leaf Card of Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania under license number PA-126357. If you had to replace everything in your fridge today, how much would it cost? For a restaurant or church, that could mean thousands in lost product and downtime. That's when you call Ventech Refrigeration. When your walk-in goes down, Ventec can be there in less than two hours with portable units to save valuable product and they'll even move it for you while repairs are made with flat rate pricing instead of hourly fees. A-plus rated with a Better Business Bureau. Keep your cool with Ventech Refrigeration. 412
9: This is Robin Trzinski of the Original Mattress Factory. Interested in that half-off mattress sale? Don't be. Most retailers are just promoting half-off a completely made-up price loaded with huge markups. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have never had a sale. Our hand-built quality and value are there every day, and our prices don't change. So take your time and purchase only when you're ready. Don't buy into the half-off sale hype. It simply isn't real the original mattress factory thoughtfully made honestly priced
3: I'm in a small group and we've been reading the uh, Tim Keller book on prayer and uh, and uh
4: <laughs> yeah I'm in that small group
3: <laughs> <laughs> How's it going for you How's it going for you
4: I'm so glad I'm not in that small group. <laughs> it's, I'm
10: just Mike, Mike you I'm should join didn't. our
3: small group. No, it's Kathy. You should join our small group. <laughs>
4: okay, I haven't. I haven't actually attended the small group. No. I mean, I'm in it. I think We've technically been, in it.
3: You are in it. I'm we have in it. not. You know, we love you. No. Um, you've been to two, two.
4: Yeah, I've been to two. Oh, okay. No, yeah, one at each, each place. One at each place.
3: Okay. Good. Yeah. At the meeting space. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: we I mean, we've probably had six. So I've been to no, two and we've missed had more four. Than
3: six. I think we've been more than six. <laughs> I
4: don't think you need to rub it in. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, you anyway. now you're going to talk about this book <laughs> no, and no. how great it is, no, and how no, I'm, I'm not. behind, I'm not and not so talking you're going to no. like hoard it over me and make no, me feel no, badly no, about no, myself. No, no,
3: no. I'm just saying that. not – So I've been reading about prayer recently. <laughs> okay. You know, and and and, and might I add, enjoying it
4: <laughs> with the rest of the people in the small group that The small
3: group that I belong to, of which said member of the person in the room with me. May or may not be part of.
4: You're gonna toss me out.
3: No, no, no. You're always welcome. Anyway, so as I'm reading, you know, uh, you know, and then in your daily reading, things come up, and so this is sort of a concise, not to sort of you know minimize Tim Keller, but five ways you can deepen your prayer life, and I and I I think okay, read the Bible every day. Lecto divina. Mm -hmm. Lecto divina is different from Bible study. It's a slow meditative way of reading the bible to allow the words to speak to your heart in a quiet and prayerful way.
4: Just read it. Right? Just Let read it. Let it
3: soak into you. Yep. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. Where was I the other day? Oh, I know. We watched this movie. We were watching this movie about this couple who was trying to conceive a child and the, and the one of the av- pieces of advice was read Psalm 121 every day. Do you read? I don't know what Psalm 121 I, is. And I was I was watching the movie and I was like, oh, that was Psalm so- so here, this is number two. Pray a psalm every day. Mm, mm-hmm. A long-term goal for monastics and other serious prayers is to pray all or part of the daily office. But for beginners, that may seem daunting. What is the daily office? The
4: daily know? office is, is, a, is a particular, it's like a, litur- it's like a liturgy.
3: Okay. A gentler way to start, pray one psalm each day. Most can be prayed for about two minutes, so it's not a huge time commitment. So they're just saying, here are some basic things you can do. Pray a psalm every day, read the Bible every day. Try to find and serve God through others every day. Prayer is more important than just pr- saying prayers. The purpose of prayer is to foster your intimacy with God. And scripture reminds us that when we serve others, we serve Christ. So whether it's a work of mercy like feeding the homeless or simply a good deed like helping an elderly lady carry her groceries to the st- bus stop, look for ways to be kind to others. Mm-hmm. Take time to reflect on spiritual truth every time. Traditionally, this is called mental prayer or meditation, but you don't need the uh, the fancy labels to enjoy the rich way of praying how St. Luke reminds us. Man would ponder many things, and we can do the same thing, pray. So take some time to ponder a spiritual truth in your okay, life. that's good. God is love. That's good. God is merciful. Yeah. God forgives. God wants mm-hmm. us to love our neighbors and so forth. But don't just think pious thoughts. Keep in mind that the such times of reflection nourish us nourish us, because God is always present.
4: Okay. I like that. I kind of uh, – I, I do a little variation on that. I like to think about something. I kind of chew on an issue. Yes. I kind of like to – Meditate. Know, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Just
4: kind of have it in the back of my mind all day.
3: Do you have an example of that?
4: Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've done this about so many things, but just today, um, I've been, and it doesn't have, it's not always a spiritual truth. Sometimes it is a spiritual truth. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it isn't a spiritual truth. Okay. Um, but today I've just been thinking about the history of Israel. I've been thinking about, you know, the Palestinian Israeli conflict and the deaths that have resulted today and the protests and the conflict. I've just been thinking about what we know about the birth of Israel. Hmm. And how it was, it they were chosen by God to yes. be a covenant people.
3: So you're meditating on the state of Israel, which in turn draws you closer to God because you see the will of God. In- yeah, I
4: mean, at least, I don't know what the will of God today is for Israel, but I know we I know the story of how God chose Israel at first. Yes, and the covenant He made with Abraham um, still holds true, right? And so. Um, so, I don't know. And, and, you know, there are a lot of different perspectives on how we look. You know, Romans tells us that we, the Gentiles, are grafted in, um, to, uh, to Israel, um, because we believe in Jesus. And so, um, what is, what does that mean? You know, there are all sorts of different perspectives on what that means for the actual nation of Israel today. And I don't, I'm not going into that, though I have thought about that today. But it's just one of those things to think about that when, when we're reading news stories, especially about ancient places like Jerusalem, we have to think back. We have, we've been given an incredible history yeah, that we have that's right there for us to read and not just historical, but a spiritual lineage.
3: That's good. The final thing: uh, five ways you can deepen your personal prayer life. Read the Bible every day. Pray a psalm every day. Find and serve God through others every day. Reflect on a spiritual truth every day, and spend some time in silence every mm. day. Finally, comes the uh, the crown of daily prayer: silent prayer or contemplation. This, at heart, is simply a wordless a wordless gaze of love into the unseen face of Christ. Love this silence, Um, whether you are alone in your kitchen or if you are somewhere that you consider to be a holy place, but use it as a prayerful and meaning way in in your life to be undistracted in your relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Pretty simple, good. right? I appreciate that. Yeah, a little catch.
4: Yeah, okay. I'll take it.
3: Take a break? Yeah. Okay. We got lots more ahead. Uh, yeah, when we
4: come back, we're going to talk about what happened at Cornell University last week um, because uh, when Leticia Chai decided to give her thesis, um, it ended up looking a lot different.
3: A lot different. I've seen a photo of it.
5: In real life, beauty is taking a moment for you. That's why at CVS Pharmacy, we have all the latest beauty obsessions. Whether you shop
9: cosmetics, skincare, or hair care, it's easy to stay on trend on your time. And now, when you shop beauty, you can earn up to $100 extra bucks rewards. That's beauty in real life, only at CVS Pharmacy. Offer valid through May 19th. Restrictions apply. See circular or cvs.com slash weekly ad for more details in-store or online.
1: Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. If you want to buy a home, we could help you get a great mortgage that may require as little as 3% down. And we also invented Rocket Mortgage. It gives you a solid approval in as few as 8 minutes. And for 8 years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Call America's largest mortgage lender at 800-QUICKEN or go to
6: rocketmortgage.com. Based on Rocket Mortgage data in comparison to public data records call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender license in all 50 states nmls number 3030 results may vary sponsoring a child with compassion is the most effective way to end extreme child poverty release a child from poverty when you become a compassion sponsor choose your child now at compassion.com slash radio do your part to release a child from poverty today
4: University student Letitia Chai, she's a fourth-year student. Uh, She was defending, presenting her thesis paper um, May 5th to a room of nearly 50 people. Um, And it got interesting. Let me go back and say that when – when she was giving her trial run presentation to her professor. Now, did, you were an acting major at yes. Point Park, mm, yeah. So you had did you have final term projects or a final we thing you projects. had to do? Yeah, like, sure. did you have a final thing you had to do when you graduated? Yeah. Okay, you had to present a thing. I did. Uh, of,
3: it was an hour long.
4: Okay, like. Okay, so you had to. Was it was like parameters. a recital. Yeah, there right. were
3: certain parameters you had to follow along with. You know, had to be this long. It had to include x amount of you know monologues or songs or whatnot, and it all had to be written and self-produced by you.
4: Oh, okay. Well, similar. You know, if you're a music student, you have to have a recital. Yeah. You know, seeing, which I love senior recital. I think it's a great. I mean, thing.
3: They, they, it's free reign to be creative right. Use all your tools, which is
4: wonderful. Um, well, Leticia had a uh, trial run. I'm mm. reading from Yahoo, by the way. She had a trial run with her professor. And um there was a, a conversation that was not just with her, but it was with the whole class apparently. Really? And um, when she was giving her trial run, the teacher said, is that really what you would wear? Now, Letitia apparently was wearing a long sleeve button down shirt and cut off jean shorts.
3: So the the teacher was inferring that you should be professional in your presentation. Right. Because you're entering into a profession, right, of right. like-minded people in an environment where there are certain expectations that are supposed to be met.
4: The professor apparently was talking about um, what you wear and how you present yourself makes a statement in and of itself. Okay. Now, do we not all know this? Yeah. Right. What, pretty de- basic stuff. What you wear determines how people see you. Yes. Right. This is... This is just what it is. The window dressing is, is what it is. What it is. Okay. So the professor said, if you were to wear jean shorts to your thesis presentation, that is a statement. Yep. Okay. You're making a statement, yep. yes, right? Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So uh, Letitia, when she heard that, became visibly upset by the comments. Okay. Did she, did she do this? There was I don't know if there was snapping. Goodness. That happened on the Yale video. I don't know if there was snapping. But she was visibly upset and visibly. she left
3: the room. Like, Because someone said, here's some wisdom for you.
4: Well, I don't, no one knew why she was upset at that point other than that she left. Mm-hmm. And they were just starting the conversation. Um, but after she left, apparently, the professor listened to what students were saying and there was like a give and take Um she said that maybe she shouldn't have used the term, the professor said this, maybe I shouldn't have used the term male gaze. What she said was, if you wear those shorts, the male gaze is going to be directed to your legs. Is that really what you want in your thesis presentation? So the professor then went on to say, maybe I shouldn't have said that, which I don't think there's anything wrong with. But anyway, she said, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But she did say that short shorts on on women carry a lot of baggage. And so if you want to be taken seriously, you want to take that out of the equation. If you're going to give a thesis presentation, to be a professional person, just take that out of the equation, right? Okay. Now, Leticia was not in the room when the professor was saying all of that because she'd left because she was so upset. She was right. She just took off and she was crying. She was upset. Anyway, so it comes time for her actual presentation, Mm -hmm. okay? The actual day. Mm -hmm. Um, She begins her presentation and she begins taking off her clothes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She begins actually... Removing, removing garments. Her clothes. Removing garments. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She said that this topic transcends all of our social identities and taps right into the heart of who we are. She said this to a room of nearly 50 people on May 5th. She uh, was holding back tears as she removed first her shoes, then her pants, and then her shirt. And then she said, quote, I am more than Asian – I am more than a woman. I am more than Letitia Chai. I am a human being. She said this while undressing. And I ask you to take this leap of faith, to take this next step, or rather this next strip in our movement and to join me in revealing to each other and to seeing each other for who we truly are, members of the human race. And then 28 of the 44 people in the room at Cornell University also took off their clothes.
3: My eyes have just fallen out of my head. They've <laughs> rolled so deeply. Seriously? This pre-planned mm. act of civil disobedience.
4: I mean, it oh is. My goodness. Seriously. Reasons. This is, I mean, I have many concerns about this, but I think my chief concern is that...
3: Oh, it was also on Facebook Live.
4: Oh, well, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. So people could have watched it? Mm, yeah. Okay. Here's my... I think my chief concern is that when students act like this on campuses, especially on an Ivy League campus like Cornell University, and then it's just other students chime in and it's just made to be – they're falling into a pit of thinking that their career is going to look like that. Or their workplace is going to tolerate that. And I cannot imagine no. what happens when Leticia Chai gets a job at a Fortune 500 company and someone says something about, you know what, you're going to, this is our dress code. This is what you have to wear to come to work here. Yeah. And she starts to cry and runs out. And then the next day comes in and in her first meeting with, you know, her team of people that she's going to work on the next project where she takes off all her clothes. Right,
3: right. Uh, I mean, no. how do
4: you think that's going to work at the company? Yeah. It's not going to work at the company.
3: Now, according to uh, Letitia Chai, the situation got worse because the professor said, uh, what would your mother think of your clothing choice? And she, Letitia Chai says, well, my mother's a feminist, gender and sexuality studies professor. So she's fine with my shorts. So there it is.
9: Okay. Well,
4: okay. So
3: again, a feminist, gender that and is sexuality so st-
4: nonsensical. So wait, so you're a professor of gender studies. And so therefore it doesn't matter what you wear to work. Well because that you know what?
3: You're you're the, living in the, that's in the liberal the university. That's
4: the difference between an activist and a professional. Yeah. Okay? If you're a professional, you want to actually do the job and be taken seriously for what's in your brain. Okay? So to do that, you wear the clothes you're supposed to wear so people will take you seriously and listen to what you're saying.
3: Yes. She said this. On Wednesday oh I God. sent out a plea for solidarity. Solidarity with individuals like myself who've been asked but to stand to question to st- ourselves, specifically our appearance for the comfort of others. Now, the only question that this has led me to ask is: How much longer do we need to put up with this nonsense?
4: That's what she said. Yep. How much longer do we have to put up with this nonsense?
3: Yep, she said. This she is was,
4: this is professional world. Yes, this is the way it is.
3: She said. I'm a human being. I ask you to take this leap of faith, and then she whispered, "Strip everybody," and then that's when the class stood up and stood up, and they all took their clothes. Okay,
4: so if this was at you know, the Art Institute, which is my um, one of my alma maters. Okay. This is at Cornell. Okay.
3: This Gigantic is, this is not an, This is not a... I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know.
4: Seriously. I just want to see where she ends up working. She'll she be
3: working in a university. Where,
4: where she can wear jean shorts every day and not have to worry and about they put it. up with that the crazy Ride stuff.
2: Home with John and Kathy. A production of Word FM and Salem Communications
6: this is jerry boyer for townhall.com a recent article in the new yorker decried the opening of a fourth chick-fil-a restaurant in manhattan the author called it a quote.